On today's show, I am joined by a very special guest. My wife, Rachel, will be on the show with me as we share together our personal journey and what we are doing to set ourselves up and our marriage up for the best year ever. In today's show, we're going to equip you with three keys so you can set your marriage up for a strong year. Let's get into it. You are listening to Raising the Standard, leadership, mindset, and development for the kingdom man. If you've ever wondered, how can I be the man God created me to be? Or maybe you asked yourself, what purpose does God have for my life? If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. My goal is simple, to help you access the unfair advantage all Christian men have and give you actionable strategies to reach your full potential. My name is Josh Kachadorian. I am a best-selling author, husband, father, disciple, and son of Jesus Christ. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, upgrade into your identity as a kingdom man, and take the territory that God has for you, then it's time to raise the standard. Hey guys, welcome to Raising the Standard. I'm your host, Josh Kachadorian, and today is going to be a special episode Because I have a very special guest sitting in the studio with me, my beautiful wife, Rachel. Hey, everybody. Nice to be here. Yeah. Hey, Rach. I'm glad to have you with us. First time on the podcast. And today we're going to be talking about three keys to set your marriage up for a strong year. We just started a new year. It's January at the time of recording this, and everyone is planning their goals. They're getting their vision ready and they're setting themselves up for the best year ever but are you looking at your marriage and rach do most people look at their marriage when they plan their goals and their vision for the year i would have to venture a guess that no they do not probably they don't um we both are business people we both work out of the house rachel is an entrepreneur you started multiple businesses right here in our home Um, So we know what it's like to plan your goals from a business, a financial standpoint. Um, But when it comes to planning a vision and getting a vision for your marriage, um, it's typically not done as much. And it's kind of like the way um, people start their marriage is what we learned when we went through marriage counseling. Do you remember? They said most people are planning their wedding more than they're planning their marriage. I do remember that. And um, at the time, I wasn't really looking forward to that um, counseling session. No, I really wasn't (laughs) because they got into our stuff. Yeah, they did. (laughs) And it was right before we got married. And I'm like, man, is this necessary? But I, looking back, I'm so glad that we went through that because it really prepared us for what was to come. Yeah. And You know, there may be some people listening right now. Maybe you went through something similar with some marriage counseling or something that your a program your church had, and maybe you paid attention to it. Maybe you just checked the box and then you got right into your marriage from there. Um, But regardless of where you are, we want to make this really relevant and practical. 
So we're just gonna share a few simple keys that have worked for us that we wanna leave you with. But before we get to those three keys to set you up and set up your relationship with your wife or your husband for a great year, we wanna give just a little backstory about the areas people need vision in and how they're planning and how they go about it. Now, we had an awesome episode last week with Tony DiLorenzo from the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. He talks about his new book with his wife, Elisa. They wrote a book called The Six Pillars of Intimacy. I highly recommend you get it. And if you want to focus on building intimacy in your marriage, this is a great book. They break down these six pillars. Um, There's great coaching questions that you can apply. And that is a phenomenal resource if you want to focus on your relationship specifically with your spouse and developing intimacy. So guys, for today's show, we're going to take it from a slightly different perspective, and we're going to look at four areas that Rachel and I are currently evaluating and dreaming about. We're getting our vision in place right now, the first month of the year, to set us up for a strong year. So I want to talk about what those four areas are, and for us, and for you, because if you're listening to this show then you are a kingdom man. You're here because you are a Christian and the values, the virtues, and what we talk about on this show resonate with you. So first and foremost is the spiritual dimension to our relationship and our walk with the Lord. Okay, guys, so I mentioned the spiritual component. I'm gonna come back to that one because that's such an important one and I wanna talk a little bit more and Rachel and I wanna share a little bit about that dimension on today's show. But the other dimensions, the pillars, we could say the foundation pieces that we are looking at this year is having a goal and a vision for our family. And that includes the way we raise our children. And Rachel and I discuss this all the time, but our kids are so different from one another. They are so different. And each one of them has, you know, different um, personalities. They they all have different things that they love. And we're really trying to water all of those things that are in each of their hearts that they love. Yeah. And from a, from a spiritual dimension and just a personality dimension, their gift mixes, their personalities, um, I believe their spiritual giftings are all different. And we want to make sure that we're making room for that, that we're exposing them to the right things. And so that's one of our buckets that we're focusing on this year as well. And if you're listening to this and you have children, you want to take those things into account. The next one is recreational. And Tony talked a little bit about this one on last week's episode. And for me, um, we have individual goals for what we want to do. And then we're also planning recreational activities as a family. So we could put vacations in this bucket. So we have to do that, Rach. We have to plan our vacations and get them on my calendar because I, I, sometimes I'm always running and gunning and I'm putting the vacation on just a little bit at the last minute. Um, but it's good to have those things planned out in the future. For sure, because if you don't, then they don't happen. They don't. No, you got to be intentional. <laughs> um, and then we know what that is. It's like, hey, let's just drive to the shore and find a hotel real quick versus we're going to more of a destination type vacation. And then lastly is business. So what you guys don't know about my wife, because I haven't introduced her yet in fullness of what she does and how multifaceted and talented she is. She's an entrepreneur. You guys know me. I'm a business guy. I work out of my home. Rachel also runs multiple businesses right here from our home. And she's got an amazing story that we'll we'll share a little bit about. Um, but you have some big business goals this year as well, right, Rach? I Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely do. Yeah, huge. 
Okay, guys, so we said that the spiritual dimension is the most important for us, and it truly is the bedrock and the foundation piece to how we built our relationship from the time we were engaged, the things we were doing together, even praying together before we were married, just the time we invested, the conversations we had, that became the ultimate foundation piece for the way Rachel and I function, the way we view each other, and the way we view this relationship. Because out of all those buckets that we just reviewed, the spiritual dimension is eternal. That's the one that lasts forever. That's the one that really matters. And when that's correct, everything else for us falls into the proper perspective. And I can just remember, Rach, when we were engaged, um, I was so excited to get married. It's something I always wanted to do. Those were my goals as a young kid. I wanted to have a family. I wanted to be married. If you ask me as a kid in, you know, just a teenager, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? That was one of the things that was a major goal for me. So I remember being engaged and just being so excited. And this sense of the best word I have for it would be expectation, just expecting to have an awesome relationship, build an awesome life. And also this spiritual expectation of what's the Lord going to do with us. And getting ready to embark on what I felt and what I can say now has been an adventure. Yeah, Josh, the spiritual dimension of our relationship was absolutely, it's incredible. Um, that expectation, that that knowing that you are walking down the path that the Lord has for you as a couple, there's really not much else that I can think of that could really surpass that. Yeah. And we we have some crazy stories, and we're going to tell you just a couple, just so you get to know us a little bit more. And it's also going to set up um, what we want to share with you today. This might have been like right within the first couple months of marriage. Rachel and I were praying together, and I was at a place where I was looking for something new. We were just, we remember, Rach, we were like desperate. We were crying out to God like, hey, what's next? Like, we want more. We want more in our life. We want more. We want to follow you wherever you want to lead us. And I just remember praying this really desperate prayer, and I won't give you all the details of this right now, but while we were praying in our living room, you know, freshly married, just, I don't know, a month or two in, the phone rang in the middle of the prayer, and I looked at Rach, and I said, hey, should I should I get it? And you were like- I said, absolutely, you yeah, should get yeah, it. Yeah, go get the phone. Go answer the phone. Back then, the, you know, we had landlines, so I think it was a landline. So I walked over and picked up the phone and it was someone returning my call from a couple days prior that I made. And um, I just wanted to ask this person if I had a shot at getting into a new industry and kind of exploring a career option. And they said, yes, um, I am now a manager and I would like you to come and I would like you to interview for a position that I have open. I wasn't expecting to get an interview invitation, but right in the middle of that prayer meeting, it set off this trajectory of just one door opening and then another door opening and another door opening, which led us to move. It led us to new opportunities and truly an adventure. It brought us to Brooklyn, New York. We had to find um, a place to live right away. Everything about the whole experience, new friendships, new relationships, new work, promotions, all the things that went along in that season of life were just Highly, highly accelerated and definitely supernatural. Oh, there's no other way that I could possibly describe it other than supernatural. It was almost like we were in a whirlwind because we were walking down that path 
that we were supposed to go on and doors were opening for us left and right. Yeah. And we're sharing this story because there is a couple of things in place here. Number one, we had an expectation for God to use us, not only individually, but also as a couple. And we saw that happen. And we went through those seasons of like just huge acceleration, doors opening, things happening, which were beyond um, our imagination at that time of what was actually going to occur in our life. And that leads to the next thing I want to share. So you can get to know Rachel a little bit more, but that led to us going into another season of life where now we've moved a few times we're having children and we're in this nesting period and Rachel left her corporate job and it was time to have that conversation. And guys, you may know what I mean here, but it's tough to make it these days in our current society without a two income family. And I definitely was feeling the crunch a little bit and was having this conversation with Rachel of, Hey, at what point do you want to re-engage with the workforce? At what point can, you know, I'm open to what you want to do. I want to be supportive you're laughing. Maybe I wasn't that supportive, but I wanted her to say like, hey, are you going to go back to work soon or we should talk about this? Yeah, you were you were very supportive with me at that point, um, but I just had such a strong desire in my heart to stay home with our children. We didn't live near family, and um, that was definitely a goal of mine to be able to stay at home and and be with them and raise them. Yeah, I saw that. And I always wanted that. That's the way I grew up. Fortunately, I had uh, a mother that was at home with me. I wanted that for my children as well. So we talked about the balance of what that looks like. But we knew at one point that Rachel was going to have to go back to work or find a way to produce some income. And that's when the entrepreneur in my wife started emerging. And she came to me with this crazy idea of wanting to learn how to sew from home. Yeah, <laughs> that came from prayer as well uh, because I had never wanted to do anything like that. I prayed a very simple prayer, you guys. I just said, Lord, give me an idea. Give me an idea that can produce the income that I need to stay home with my babies. And he did. So I learned how to sew, taught myself on YouTube, and created a business from our dining room table that made six figures in a year. Yeah, it's an amazing story. And and we're sharing that not to take this down the, the road of just having an entrepreneurship discussion, because there's a lot that Rachel has to offer. She's launched multiple businesses. She's also went on beyond that, if I can just brag on her for a minute, that she taught other women. She started a community. She started teaching other women how they could do this from home. And she still does that. And so, Rach, you've been coaching. You have a tribe of women that you lead. Um, they love you. I've seen Rachel coaching in action. Sometimes I will bomb her coaching sessions and jump in. Yeah. And they love you too. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. Um, it's fun. It's fun to to see my wife running in the direction that she's supposed to be going in and support her. So um, there's a lot we could go into that we'll save for future episodes on how do you support your wife in different seasons of life? You know, there's the nesting season. There's a time where she wants to be dedicated as a mother. She still is a dedicated mother, but there's also this this drive and this dream within her and within the hearts of women where they want to have their own ground, their own territory, and they want to do and build something for themselves. And I needed to find a way of how do I make space for that and mm. support Rachel in her dream. And you did a great job of that. I felt very empowered. And because of that, I felt free to chase the dream that was in my heart. 
and that's our role as men, you know, providers, protectors, but also encouraging because Rachel is a huge encouragement to me as well through my promotions, my career path, um, my ministry opportunities, and just things that have come my way as well. So guys, the reason why we shared those stories with you is not to tell you that we're special. Um, because I believe God's got a plan for every single man listening to this. And maybe you'll share this episode with your wife. I know we have a few women that listen to this show as well. And hopefully this encourages you and it inspires you regardless of where you are in your journey today. We want to come back to that spiritual dimension. We told these stories today. We shared a little bit about our life because we wanted you to see that we were driven by this spiritual element, our walk with the Lord individually, but also together as a couple, which really forms the foundation of our relationship. So as we're planning this year, as we're looking at those four different buckets, we are being really intentional and purposeful around where are we going this year from a faith perspective? Where do we want to be? And we're also looking at those other buckets as well and planning our life. And so we wanted to share three keys and just wrap up today's show by giving you three really practical things that you can start doing today with your wife. And if you're single and you're listening to this, pay attention because these are great things for you to have in your back pocket to be thinking about as you're planning, maybe you're engaged or before you meet the one. So you can start preparing your heart and start thinking and envisioning the type of marriage that you wanna have. Okay guys, so we have three keys to set you up for a strong year in your relationship. Now, the number one thing, as you just heard us talk about the spiritual dimension in our life, is praying together. There's many ways that you as a couple and you and your relationship can build and practice spiritual disciplines and devotion. There's reading plans. There's Bible study. There's books written for couples. There's things you can do. There's activities you can do together. But what we have found is that the number one thing in our life that works the best for us to produce intimacy with the Lord and also intimacy with each other is developing a prayer life together. So guys, there's few things in life that are more intimate than praying together with someone. When it's spirit to spirit and you're opening up your heart and you're just flowing out of this place of devotion to the Lord in front of someone else, that is a really deep experience. And I find that, Rach, every time we pray together, it not only brings us closer to the Lord, it brings us closer to each other. For sure. And from a woman's perspective, I I have to say that there's nothing that makes me feel more cared for than when you come over and you say, Rach, let's pray together. Let's, you know, if you see that I'm going through something or just feel like I, I need prayer, there's nothing more that you could do for me than to right then and there pray for me. It makes me feel secure. It makes me feel cared for. And it makes me feel loved because it is an act of love to actually pray for someone and to stop what you're doing. And, and Hey guys, it's not always easy. You know, you got to break out of a rhythm. If you're like in a work mode or you're in a focus mode, um, because you got to flip that switch for, for some of us, if we're not living a life of prayer all day long and you're like, okay, uh, I was just going to do something with the kids, or I was just about to make something in the kitchen. And I'm like, 
no, okay, let me come over and pray. Let's let's do this right now. And there's those types of prayers. And then there's also dedicated time that we put aside to pray with each other. And we're going to tell you just a little bit more about that in a moment. So the first key is pray together. And it can be spontaneous. It can be planned. We believe it should be planned. But it's having that habit built in your marriage and being deliberate, taking action and intentional. Okay. So the next key is that you should be present, future focused. And what that means is you are focusing on your marriage from the present into the future. And that's how we pray. That's how the Lord sees us. It's just a super healthy stance to take in your marriage. I know personally for me, I can only speak for me. If I were to not go present future, it might not be that great every day. You know, marriage has its ups and downs and um, living day to day, you might have a fight. If you look back on that, if you're not going present future, then it it's not going to have much fruit. The first thing you said there is that that's the way the Lord speaks to us. He speaks to us from our present and always to our future. So he's present, future oriented. The enemy speaks to us past, present, always trying to pull us backwards into things we've done, getting us into condemnation for bad decisions. So knowing that's the way the Lord sees us and that's the way he views us, uh, that's the way that Rachel and I have chosen and we're making this choice to see each other. Every marriage has stuff. There's stuff that you go through. You know, we shared some of the supernatural seasons, some of the adventures that we've had, which have truly been exciting. And then there's other seasons you go through where, you know, we've we had a lot of movement in our marriage the first couple of years, and now we've been in the same place for over 10 years. We've had kids here. It's been wonderful. It's been awesome. But at the same time, you go through a season of like, okay, now we're just in a rhythm and there's not stuff happening all the time. We're not moving again. There's not new things. We all have different seasons we go through. And along with that, you have stuff. There's conversations. There's arguments. We fight once in a while. We talk about like disagreements. So not looking backwards to always bring that stuff up and seeing someone from where they are today to the future is definitely something that has helped us. Now, I will give a disclaimer. If you have junk in your past, and a lot of us do, um, you got to make it right. You can't just go present future if you haven't reconciled, if you haven't had those discussions to go backwards and say, hey, listen, we need to clear up some things you know, some stuff that I've done that was hurtful or some things that you said or that time in our life where X, Y, and Z happened. You have to clean that up first, but being intentional to talk about present, future activities and viewing ourselves from those two places has been extremely helpful. And that is definitely a key that you can start using right now to set you up for a strong year in your marriage. All right, and I'll take us home with the last key, which is be intentional. Guys, great marriages don't happen by accident. You can't just get up every day, go with the flow in any relationship. Think about it with a friendship, with your job at work, with work colleagues, with your family members, with your friends, and absolutely with your spouse. You can't just go through the motions and expect everything to be great and never put time in, never make an investment, or never be intentional about your actions. So Rachel and I, we're going to share one thing we're doing right now, starting this month, starting this year that we have committed to, and it loops back to the first key, which is we want to pray together more. You know, we talked about spontaneous prayer, but 
we believe the best type of prayer is setting time aside to really seek the Lord, to really not only pray, which is not only speaking, it's also listening and listen to what the Lord has to say to us for this year, for our family and for whatever he wants to say to us, wherever he wants to take us. And that has to do with creating a space where that happens. So we are being intentional and we are committed to carving out that time every evening. So in order for that to happen, we need to clear up some space. And the way we're going to do that is be intentional about the way we use our devices and what we do to unwind in the evening. So Rach, we have committed to a digital sunset. Yes, we have. (laughs) At first, it was a really hard agreement for me to make just because I'm I have a tendency to try to fit in every last business type of thing in in the evening hours after the kids go to sleep, but it's truly the um, best way for us to connect and it's healthy for us too. Yeah, super healthy. We're going to block that blue light. We're going to sleep better. We're going to cut it out because business can pull us in, emails pull us in, and just getting stuck in social media can pull you in. And I'd rather spend that time focused on my wife, focused on our relationship, having more of an intimate conversation, and definitely developing and cultivating that prayer time that we committed to. Those are the three keys to set you up for a strong year in your marriage. Pray together, be present future, and be intentional. Rachel, it was awesome having you join me on today's show. We'll probably bring you back at some point. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be awesome. It was it was great being here. Thank you. And hey, guys, if you're listening to this and you think it would benefit your relationship to share this episode with your wife, I'm going to encourage you. Why don't you listen to it together and see where it takes you? What kind of conversations can you have and share it with a friend as well that you know would benefit from today's show? Let's raise the standard. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If what you heard here today resonated with you and you want to fully step in to be the man that God created and called you to be, then I want to give you a free guide. It's called The Map, and you can get it at standard59.com. In The Map, I will give you 12 biblical strategies that every kingdom man pursuing biblical masculinity must honor. If you're ready to step off the sidelines and pursue the upward call, then get the map today at standard59.com. That's standard59.com. Hey, if there's a brother in your life that needs to hear this message, then share this show with them. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps get the message out there to more men. Until the next show, guys, let's raise the standard.